A Love Story, Part 1. With a coy smile, she bit her bottom lip. I'm nervous. It's my first time, you know. Blushing a little, she went on. Well, my first time since. Changing. Smiling, he pulled her in close, causing her hands to fall upon his bare chest. He felt strong and defined. She pulled away slightly, with one finger tracing the lines of his tattoos down towards his abdomen, rising and falling with the contours of his muscles. His smell was intoxicating, as it was supple. She knew he didn't really smell like that, or for that matter possess that body. She knew that at some level it was all just a beautiful illusion, conjured by the connection formed between their combined software, something to do with neurotransmitters, projection overlays, and schema reconstruction. But those details that seemed so important prior to transition, the ones that she agonised over, were now completely mute. The integration specialist had told her as much. Once you integrate, you'll see just how irrelevant those questions are. You don't yet know how what you are capable of experiencing. Regardless, it went both ways. Her body was now more youthful, or at least it appeared to be. She wasn't quite sure anymore. She was smaller in some places, and larger in others. She wasn't perfect, but that was how it was supposed to be. True beauty lies in perfect imperfection, the integration specialist had explained. No matter what we try, we can't escape the uncanny valley phenomena. Originally, integrates were rejecting their ocular implants and damaging their neuronal connections. The illusion was broken. That was until we programmed imperfection into the software. She nodded, although she didn't quite follow. This is what you look like now. The specialist pulled up a projection of her natural image. It stood nude in front of her, rotating slowly. Catching its eyes with her own, she noticed that they seemed to be coloured somewhere between a dull grey and a light blue. She was slightly overweight, not too much, but more than she would like. Her hair, once youthful, her hair was flat and dull, but neatly styled. Her once youthful and firm breaths with breasts were starting to droop, and she noticed the beginnings of cellulite forming on her bottom and the back of her legs. Okay enough, she looked away blushing. He filled her with some controls, causing a new image to appear. She gasped. It was her, but not really her. The image projected was like something out of a dream. This is you with no flaws. This is perfection. She's so... I'm... stunning, she gasped. That's amazing. Oh my god, look at my body. I'm flawless. Look a little closer. She did. Settling her gaze on the projection's face, she started to feel uneasy. The eyes, a deep blue, glared with an otherworldly intensity. Its cheekbones were high and pronounced, giving its face the impression of forcefulness. Something was wrong. I'm... I'm not quite sure what, but something's just off somehow. She frowned, asking in a soft voice, but she's... I mean, I'm... I'm perfect. I can clearly see that. So what's wrong? The problem is that no real human is ever perfect. At our core, we expect a certain level of imperfection. In fact, evolution demanded it. Imperfections in a potential mate suggest the possible offspring will acquire genetic diversity, thus optimising it for survival. The specialist fiddled with the display and continued. Eventually, we'll develop the technology to remove that flaw in our evolution, but we're not quite there yet. Although, once we have it, we expect the upgrade to roll out globally. He paused, and with a knowing smile, he asked her, are you ready to see what you could look like once you integrate? Remember, this is just one possible avatar that could suit your biostructure, and you can switch between them at any time. Just think and accept. She immediately breathed an accepting sigh. The body of the new projected image was practically unchanged, yet its face now felt warmer, more welcoming. Its eyes were blue, speckled with gold, like sand against an ocean break. This was contrasted against the larger, heavier-set eyebrows 
and the slight upturn of its nose at its peak. The makeup overlay complemented the look. Her lips were a couple of a couple of shades redder than normal, and were also slightly poutier. When the projection smiled, she noticed that its teeth, while straight and white, were not completely uniform. I love it, she whispered. When can I begin the transformation? Despite having been integrated for some time now, she was still nervous about taking the next step with her man. Can't we just do it naturally again? I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. He kissed her softly and placed a tablet in her hand, a stimul dose. Planning ahead, he'd preloaded it, selecting sensuality for him and her. We pop them together, okay? She nodded. His smell, his touch, drew her in. They placed the small capsules into their mouths. So that's a chapter from my book, Upgrade. Now, this book I wrote as an anthology of a collection of short stories containing you know, different aspects of the same universe. I wrote this book as sort of my first go at a fiction piece. The reason I decided to go down this path was because I wanted to sort of look at a future that I think we're coming towards, and if not, we're already in. The idea of humanity integrating with technology. Think of your phone, right? Right now, it holds memories for you, as in the fact that it holds photos, it holds music, it holds your notes, right? It holds your calendar. So by extension, when you carry around your phone, you've got an extended memory. You've got access to extra information. Obviously, it's through our fingertips, we read it, and it's sort of detached from us. But very soon, it's going to be implanted into us. We'll have you know, contact lenses, we'll have chips in our arms. It's going to happen, and it's already happening. What will that mean for humanity? What will that mean to be a human when we are integrating more and more with technology? This is what the, the book sort of tries to address. In the book, there's basically two sorts of humans that are diverging from each other. The integrates, the one that is choosing to integrate, have just are just embracing technology the more it comes. You know, uploading software to the cloud, uploading your brain to the cloud, getting stronger bodies, the whole thing. The other the other section of humanity are known as naturals in the sense that the ones that aren't integrating with technology. And the, the, the book presents a dystopic, utopic view of the future, depending on how you take it, because same thing with technology in our universe. It's neutral. The technology that we have is neither good nor bad, as in social media, despite its flaws, is very useful but it can also be very detrimental. Same thing for the internet, same thing for everything. With the rise of fake news, the whole deal. It's neither good nor bad, it just is. So this book aims to present both sides of the argument in the sense of, do you want to upgrade? Do you want to integrate? Because you get to live longer, have less less you know health issues, extra capabilities, all that sort of stuff. But then you, you're sort of taking away a level of humanity that we have grown used to in our past. It also addresses, well, what does it mean to actually be human? Because if you go back, it's very easy to think of technology at our sort of teenage years as the golden years years of technological capabilities, right? Think to your parents. They, when they grew up, they, they got used to a technology and then they sort of stopped and now they struggle with the modern technologies. They struggle to see how people are connecting and all that sort of stuff. And that can really be disconcerting to them because technology is keeping on going, but then their knowledge and their ability to keep up stops. And that's going to happen to us. It's going to happen to our kids. Technology and the youth are going to keep going, whereas we're going to stop. 
So it's very easy to look back at the past with some nostalgia and go, oh, that's when their time was, when everyone wasn't on their phones. But if you go back far enough, people were worried that the printing press was going to cause a massive change in society, you know, which it did. Was that change good or bad? Well, to some people, it was incredible and amazing. and It brought on modern history as we know it. But to other people, it caused the downfall of modern society and morality. You know, what does it mean to be human when you say, like, it, is technology changing our humanity? Well, what version of humanity? When the version of humanity when we just evolved out of, out of the cave? Or humanity from when we invented digital technology? Or humanity from when we invented social media? It's hard to know. Anyway, if you like that story, like I said, with everything that I'm doing, I release it for free online over time. There's, I think, three three previous chapters up as well as this one. Um, they're up as a blog and a podcast, so you can click the links and check it out. If you want to own this book, either physical copy, ebook, or audiobook, you can click the links below and um, get a copy now. It's a great way to support the podcast, great way to support what I'm doing. And if you do grab a copy, please, please, please leave a review. Okay, it's basically a great way to let people know online that you like it. And if you do enjoy it, let me know. Give me a shout out. Say, hey, I love the book. I love your work. Tell someone about it, all that sort of stuff. And if you want to connect about anything to do in the book, shoot me a DM on my website at Zachary-Phillips.com or on my social at Zach P. Phillips. The links will be down below. 